You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you for the next hour or so. I'm going to be answering any questions you have tech related. Um, if you have any questions, you can 069 or WhatsApp 087 Or as always, you can uh, email me reception102 at gmail.com, anything tech related. Um, and I'll be more than happy to get back to you. Uh, so this week, I have some DVDs to give away. Uh, I'll be giving them away on next week's show. So all the que- uh, questions that come in this week, the first two that come in, uh, will get a copy of Dream Horse. Uh, it's a new film uh, sent to us thanks to Warner Movies. And um, it's based on a credible true story of Dream Alliance, bred on the allotment and born to win, as they say in the in the line on it. Now, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'll be watching it next week. But it does look, it looks a nice, heartwarming kind of family movie. It's a group of people in a kind of um, a struggling community. It says here uh, they, they pool their money together to, to breed a horse on an allotment. And it turns out to be a champion horse. And they go up against all the big money trainers and, and all the things like that. Yeah, it seems like a nice heartwarming kind of family movie. Um, yeah, so uh, Dream Horse. Uh, if you're interested in a copy of that, shoot me any kind of uh, tech-related question. And I'll get back to you in the next show. Um so the first question we have for this week is um, from Martin in Newcastle West. And Martin is asking about, he's after getting a new phone, he said it's an Android phone. And um, he's just wondering what's the, he said he's got the new phone and he still has the old phone. He's still using the old phone because he can't be bothered with the hassle of actually changing it over. And he said that it's a, uh, he said he had an awful big deal with it before and that he he can't be bothered doing it. And, and I think we all know that <laughs> people have had to change phones. Um, but it has gotten easier. It was my birthday recently and my family were very good. They got together and bought me a new phone and uh, I'm delighted with it. Um, but as I say, the, I was, uh, the nightmare of changing it over took me two days to, to, to work up the courage to start. <laughs> to start uh, I was busy as well to change over. But um, actually, it's a lot easier nowadays. So it helps if you have the same brand of phone. If you have, um, say, you have an old Samsung and change into a new Samsung or a Xiaomi and, and to a new Xiaomi. And it helped me, I think, because my old phone was the Realme X2 Pro and my new phone was the Realme GT 5G. And um, the changeover was pretty easy, actually. There was kind of two steps I had to go through and it really makes a big difference. And uh, even if I think even if you don't have the same, say, if you're going from a Samsung to a Xiaomi or from a Huawei to a Samsung or whatever. Uh, now, between Apple and Android might be a different story. But between two Android phones, um, there it's getting easier than it used to be. So what I did, well, I'll tell you what I used to do before was <laughs> like just... Uh, uh, transfer all my apps over one by one reinstall everything install the, the Google Play Store and the whole lot and it was a big rigmarole um, then a few years ago you used to be able to log into your Google account and that would automatically install your apps you used to have on your old phone and then you could drag and drop them all onto the screen where you used to have them before but now they have a phone clone app 
which is I actually found very handy. Uh, now this was built into the phone, uh, built into both phones. So I logged in on both, and then I pressed this is my old phone, this is my new phone, and it did the job. It started transferring everything over. And that did half the job. There was some stuff missing off of it. And then the other part is uh, set up my device. So you, what you do is, is you go into Google search, uh, open your search bar and write in set up my device. And it will actually bring you into the part of your phone that you can set it up to, to transfer to another phone. And that was actually very handy. I found it very handy now. Um, it, it did the other half of the job. Um so between the two of them, it exactly cloned my new phone as my old phone. The the folders, everything was in the same place. Even the Wi-Fi passwords were all there for, say, my parents' Wi-Fi. When I went over, it automatically connected without me having to put in the password again. Everything was there. It cloned it over. The only thing that was missing was I had to log into all my apps. Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I had to log into the whole lot again. Uh, so that was the only thing that was um, that was missing uh, f- from the transfer over. But yeah, between those two, the the phone clone. Now, the phone clone was obviously uh, an app that was built into the the Realme phone that I was using and built into the old Realme phone. But I was looking on the Google Play Store and there is phone clone apps the same. So you could do the same yourself. Install the same app on both phones, then set it up and then clone one onto the other. And uh, it really helps a lot. And then you can use the go into your Google search engine and use the setup my device and it will do the rest for you as well. Uh, so and you choose which account you want to use and the one that has your main one with all the apps and it will put all those apps on for you then. So uh, that's um, that's the easiest way I found. It's definitely a lot easier than it was years ago. It's getting much, much better. And uh, so best of luck with your new phone. I hope this will make it a little bit easier for you. Get your phone clone app. Google set up my device and in between the two of them let the phones do the work let it work away there for about an hour and it'll transfer all your photos and your it'll show you along the list as well I don't know it was the phone clone or the set up the device but one of them anyway um, was very good it said you have this much photos this much apps this much um, audio and and it said do you want to choose which you don't want to transfer and what you do want to transfer so I just transferred a whole lot and then I kind of did a big deletion afterwards of the stuff old podcasts that were they didn't auto delete or whatever I just deleted all them off of it because the I didn't want my brand new phone to be half clogged up like the three quarters of the memory was full <laughs> starting off because it had the same 256 storage as my old phone and that was three quarters full. So I wanted to do a bit of a clear out so I cleared out and actually my photos were on Google Photos so I didn't need to have them all in the memory either. So all the ones that were backed up on the Google Photos I deleted off my phone as well so to make a bit of space and to have a nice fresh new phone uh, I'll give a review of the phone as well after a while it's been very good so far it started eating the battery at the beginning and this has a 4500 milliamp hour battery which is 500 bigger than the the GT the my previous phone the X2 Pro and I was wondering what's going on I was like uh, going to work or whatever check it at lunchtime 1 o'clock and it was down to like 60% battery and normally I'd be still on 80% you know from 7am to lunchtime it is still only used maybe 20 percent uh but this had used an awful lot and i was what's going on here you know 60 50 percent um 
and I noticed it was on the network. I, I went into the battery settings and see what was using it so much, and it was network. So I went into that, into the settings of that, and what it was, it was in 5G mode, and it was constantly looking for 5G network. And we do actually have, I think we have 5G around the Castle West, and I haven't used it yet because um, I'm on like a pay-as-you-go, and that uh, doesn't have 5G. I have to pay an extra fiver. I'd have to top up by an extra fiver the next time I top up to have 5G. So it was the phone was constantly searching for a 5G uh, network and finding it, but not being allowed to connect and then trying again, trying again over and over and over again. And it was eating the battery. So when I just put it back to 4G um, to, to stay on 4G, it was it was better than my old phone, the battery. And it has 65 watt charging, so it's like 20 minutes and it's from empty to full pretty much. Just barely over 20 minutes maybe. But um, yeah, so that was it. That's what, what was happening. So, but I, I feel like if I actually top it up and I have enough to... Um, I, I I activate the 5G for, on the network. Um, it won't have that problem. It'll just be connected to the 5G. It won't be constantly trying to reconnect over again. I think that's what was the problem was. But uh, I'll let you know. But I will. Next time I have to top up, I want to try out the 5G so and see what kind of coverage we have as well. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, we actually had uh, Mary in Newcastle West actually sent in a question as well. And she said she's looking for an American fridge and what to look out for. Um, what 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 kind of would I recommend? And um, she said she's on a budget as well, but she wants to get the best one she can for a budget. That's the way she put it. So I suppose um, I really recommend because <laughs> I always wanted one myself, and I got one a few years ago. Is the water and ice dispenser? Now I I got a water and ice dispenser, but I never actually use. The water side of it, I always just uh, because it's um yeah. So you have different options. You have um, the one that needs to be plumbed in. So if you if you have a plumbing nearby or you know it's an easy way to plug in, that might be a good option. Or you have the one that has a bottle in the fridge. So you just pull out the bottle, fill it up um, from filtered water, and then put it back in again, and then you're off. Um, I have got a bit lazy a few times and filled it up from the tap. I know you're not supposed to, but I have done it a few times in a hurry. And that that that's your dispenser then, or your dispenser gets its supply of water then, and the ice is made out of that then as well. Um, and that's fine. It's it's fine, handy. I, once a week, maybe I need to fill it up uh, because I don't drink the water out of it too much. I just get water and put some ice into it. I I like to have ice in my drinks anyway, so. Uh, but I would recommend a nice dispenser especially um, if you have a filter like it does have cold water as well I suppose if you like drinking cold water without uh, ice then that's a good way of going uh, it's just you'd be topping up fairly often if you're drinking water out of it the ice doesn't use too much water as fast anyway maybe once a week or uh, once every week and a half um, as much capacity as you can lo- look for litres inside as well uh, because sometimes they look the same, uh, but there's actually a big difference in the capacity inside. Uh, a relation of mine got one, and it was quite a high-priced one, but the capacity was maybe, what was it, 400 litres or something, whereas the, it, it looked more fancy, but there was other ones maybe a bit cheaper for with 600 litres inside, and that makes a big difference. 
Um, otherwise, just make sure it fits and you can open the door and everything where you want to put it because they are quite big. They're quite wide as well. Uh, they come out from the wall a lot and there's uh, pipes and stuff behind them as well. So you need, they're, they're wider than you'd think. Um, they're quite tall as well. Some of them are like six foot tall or more. Uh, so they're quite bulky, but they're great fun. You know, it's handy to have the two doors as well. Uh, you can have the split ones. There's lots of different ones, but um, there's linear compressors. There's different types of ones. But yeah, I, I recommend to check your your area around you. Uh, to where it's going to be and make sure you have plenty of space all around and uh, check if you have plumbing nearby if you don't you know easy access if there's going to be a lot of drilling and stuff and you don't want that hassle then you can get the one with the with the non the non plumbed um, but I would recommend the ice dispenser it's very handy especially if you like icy drinks and you know um, I don't know if you can get you can definitely get water dispenser on its own there's loads of them that way uh, but that wouldn't have been for me because I was more into the ice than anything. Uh, but I don't know if you can get just an ice dispenser without water. I I don't think they do that as much. Maybe I I wouldn't mind because I don't really use the water out of it. Um, but yeah, best to look with it. They are. I definitely would recommend them. And there's, there's other ones. Uh, frost free. The one I got is frost free as well. So there's never ice in the freezer or the fridge you know in the back along it or anything unless you leave the door open it happened once where i closed the door i thought i closed the door and walked away and then i came out an hour later and uh, i realized i had left the door open a small bit and then it opened itself up fully again and there was ice forming in the back of the fridge um but i closed the door and uh, the ice just went away again. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It has a it has a dehumidifier in it built into it. I think that's what helps to keep the ice from forming. But yeah, I think the ice is. Well, maybe I need to check it again. Actually, you know that that reminds me. But um, yeah, it's they're they're handy. The new technology uh, they have in them, frost free and all that. No more scraping and getting. Uh, <laughs> I've done it over the years. Where the whole we had the small little freezer on top of the fridge. Uh, built into the top part of the fridge and it was like completely full with ice where we'd have to we were scra scraping at it with knives and everything trying to knock the ice out of it and or just plugging it out and letting it flood all over the ground with towels on the ground and all that so, uh, the joys of the old that doesn't happen anymore they're all um, most of those now are frost free so there's no ice forms in them but um, very, very handy nowadays. Technology has some big improvements in a lot of technologies. As I was saying with the phone earlier as well, it's a lot easier to change phones. You just need about an hour and let the phone do the work itself. So best of luck with your new freezer and uh, best of luck with your new phone as well for the first uh, listener. And uh, well, we with that. So let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. Uh, I see that Microsoft has just wrapped up its latest Surface event and it was packed with news including the redesigned Surface Pro 8, a camera equipped Surface Duo 2 and even new flagship laptop that puts a hinge behind the screen. A hinge behind the screen? How does how that work? Oh, like it's like the spoiler on the new McLaren that's kind of going around and catching it from the back or something. Uh, so you can tilt the screen on this or something like that. So let's see what the Verge says about some of the some of the new um, uh, releases they have. Oh, it's like uh, you know when you get a cover uh, on your tablet and it folds in the middle, 
uh, so you can slide it forward. So it does that. It folds like it, it um, stands on top of the keys uh, if you're just using the touchscreen part of it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know if how useful that would be. Uh, Microsoft Surface Pro 8 brings a big redesign to the popular Surface Pro line with thinner bezels, a larger 13-inch touchscreen, two Thunderbolt 4 ports, meaning no more USB-A ports at all, and, mo- and more. It also supports the new Surface Slim Pen 2. Uh, the Surface Laptop Studio puts a hinge behind the screen. Microsoft's newest flagship laptop, the Surface uh, Laptop Studio, uh, a powerful notebook that puts a hinge behind the middle of the screen so you can bring the screen forward. Yeah, so you can pull the screen forward on top of the keys, kind of, uh, to draw on it if you want to use it for that. The Surface Duo 2 gets cameras and 5G support. Microsoft Surface Duo 2 adds many highly requested changes from the original, including support for 5G networks and triple lens camera systems. There's also a new glance bar that shows you things like the time and how much battery is left when the device is closed. Uh, Microsoft Surface Slim Pen 2 has built-in haptics, uh, so you can use the pen on the touchscreen and it'll give you haptic feedback. Uh, like the new PlayStation controllers and things like that. Surface Go 3 refreshed with new Intel processors. The Surface Go 3, uh, Microsoft's low-end Surface, is getting updated with new Intel processors. Uh, It doesn't say what type. Uh, The Surface Adaptive Kit lets you make a Surface more accessible. Uh, Microsoft's new Surface Adaptive Kit includes labels and port indicators you can apply to make your Surface easier to use, as well as opener tool to help you um, open the lid of a Surface device or pop out its kickstand. Microsoft's new eco-friendly mouse is made with 20% recycled ocean plastic. Uh, and it's, that's 100% recyclable. All, all of it's 100% recyclable as well. So, yeah, so that's some of the announcements from... Um, Microsoft. I'm not sure how um, how useful that the folding. I suppose if you are drawing, if you're using it, it is a kind of a work um, a work related kind of item anyway. So uh, a lot of people will be using it. Artists and things will be using it. So I suppose it's handy for that. Uh, Nokia's new G50 is a $300 5G phone with a big battery and two years of OS upgrades. So that's pretty good. Um, Nokia has a new mid-range phone coming to the US and a number of global markets. The new G50 costs 300 quid and has all the ingredients to be a competitive at a mid-range phone. It's a 6.82 inch uh, HD plus display, big battery audio jack and 18 watt fast charger. The G uh, series phone is similar to the Nokia X20 that was announced back in April 2021. 2021 but the g50 has a bigger screen um, and battery and comes in a version specifically designed for the north american market at&t and t-mobile unsurprisingly uh, say it supports a slower 5g sub 6 which means this phone will work on t-mobile's 5g network but not on verizon's millimeter wave network oh yeah so they have like in some american networks have like fake 5g they have like it works on 4G, it'll go far distance from the mass and all that. So it's not actual 5G, they just boost up their 4G. Uh, the, it's not millimeter wave, see millimeter wave needs to be, the mass all need to be close together because it only goes so far. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's not real 5G, the, the, some of them. So it'll do, it'll do the, 
the fake 5G. It won't do the the 5G, the millimeter wave 5G. Uh, like other 5G phones, wait, which means the phone will work with T-Mobiles. Or does it do both? It supports the slower. Oh, no, maybe it does both. It supports the other one as well, yeah. So, so like other 5G phones in the $300 range, Nokia G50 is powered by the modest Snapdragon 480 chip, so don't expect the fastest performance or smoothest gaming performance on this phone. It has 4 gig of RAM, 128 of storage, as well as a micro SD slot in case you need to back up your photos or sideload an app. Compared to the motor, so the RAM is kind of from a couple of years ago, yeah. They're like nowadays, phones are starting with 6 gig of RAM. What have I? I have 12, 12 on the new phone I got. Plus, it has, because there's a Snapdragon 888. The new phone I got has like an op- an extra seven gig of RAM from the internal memory, uh, because the the Snapdragon can do that apparently. So it has like twelve plus seven. Um, uh, but anyway, back to this uh, fo- as well as a micro SD slot in case you need to back up your photos or side load an app. Compared to Motorola's identically named G50, the Nokia has a slightly bigger HD plus. 6.2 inch display that is capable of 450 nits of brightness uh, it's not very bright what my last one was a thousand nits i'm not sure what this is it's probably around the same has a v-shaped notch around uh, its front 8 megapixel camera that's a bit low well i suppose it is a mid-range phone right or a low in low range kind of phone on the back of the g50 is a triple camera array you'll have a 48 megapixel standard camera uh, while a 5 megapixel ultra wide and 2 megapixel depth sensor uh, can bring some fun perspectives to your shots but will likely be noticeably lower quality uh, its front selfie camera also offers video stabilization to help sharp sharpen your tiktok videos it says here <laughs> uh yeah so i suppose for the i, I was going to say for the price it's pretty good but it's 300 like you can get the likes of poco phones which would have a much higher spec like the 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 F3 Pocophone would be about 40 quid more and it would have much higher specs it would have a higher processor better cameras uh what's the battery it's slow, it's only 18 watts so probably faster charging battery yeah it would have a much higher spec um but you know there it's it's uh the the Chinese phones are able to they're able to make them a bit cheaper all right uh, for the same specs than the likes of course Nokia is owned by is owned by a Chinese company now and made in China as well so maybe it's just too dear um, but yeah it's a <laughs> if, you, if you want to if you want to get rid of your 3310 and get a new Nokia this might be the this might be the one for you uh, the PS5 and Xbox will be available in stores at Best Buy so in America they're finally becoming available uh, to buy in stores um that's been a long time waiting for that for that um for that to come it's taken ages uh iphones there's two new iphones of course as well um the iphone 13 pro and 13 uh the iphone 13 pro and 13 pro max oh yeah there's a pro max as well are designed for people who care about the details the improvements over the last year's iphones are significant but not obvious at first glance uh, just with the regular iPhone 13 and 13 mini, the most important upgrades on the 13 Pro are to battery life and the camera system. The 13 Pro adds a third major improvement with higher refresh rate screen. 
So yeah, they're doing all the stuff that the Android phones are doing, all the all the upgrades that people want. Upgrading the battery, camera and screen sounds like an inertive yearly update. They sound like the so-called S updates that Apple used to do for iPhones before uh, its naming schemes became uh, unpre- unpredictable. <laughs> and it's true that the design is virtually identical to that of last year's iPhone 12 Pros. But those assumptions, those words don't quite do justice to how big the change is. Uh, so the good stuff and the bad stuff. Let's see what it says here. Incredible camera system, great battery life, high refresh rate display, uh, bad stuff, average selfie camera, cinematic mode is not very pro, lightning connector instead of USB limits options. Yeah, they really need to change to, to USB-C. Like, geez, that, that's years, years out of date there. <laughs> uh, we will update this review with a few a full scorecards. Oh, I said they're going to give battery, iPhone Pro and Max battery. Uh, the change uh, that's most likely to make the biggest impact for most people is battery life. Apple is happy to tell you that the battery improvements come from a constellation of updates, including increased efficiency on the new A15 Bionic processor and changes to how the new display uses power. I'm sure that's all true, but I'm just as sure the bigger contributor to the simply is that the battery is bigger than last year. Well, yeah, that that kind of helps. Um, the Pro 13 has an 11% larger battery and the 13 Pro Max battery is an astonishing 18.5% larger. So what's the capacity? Um, Apple's quote, they never give proper specs, do they? Apple's quoted improvements over the 12 Pro models are one and a half uh, hours more usage on the 13 Pro and two and a half hours on the 13 Pro Max. And the 12 Pro Max was already a battery life monster. Uh, I've only had the phones for a little less than a week, so I focus most of my use on the smaller iPhone 13 Pro as a kind of worst case test. And my results are in line with the Apple's claims. On a day when we really pushed the phone with lots of 4K video, max brightness on the screen, it lasted uh, from early morning 11 to 11 p.m. with 20% remaining. Yeah, so that's, I'd have, what an early morning, depends on how early their morning is. I'd have from 7 p.m. when the, when I have it set up properly, <laughs> from 7 p.m. till 11 p.m. with, yeah, with, yeah, around the same, I suppose, yeah. Uh, or 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., yeah. Uh, with someone somewhere north of four hours of very heavy use in the screen time tracking app, uh, a day with less intense usage clocked me at seven hours of screen on time before the low battery warning kicked in. Uh, so what else does it say? Uh, bottom line, I have much more confidence walking out of my house for a long day with the battery. Uh, so what else? The pro design and specs. Last year was a big design update for the iPhone with flat sides, 5G and MagSafe charging. This year's models inherit all of that, changing the design in only minor ways. Um, This year's models, oh yeah, sorry, the most obvious one is the notch on the screen. It's slightly smaller, but only horizontally. Uh, It still pushes down to what what you're looking at to do the same degree. I mean, these phones didn't do the pop-up camera like the... The OnePlus 8 was it started it, and the Xiaomi Mi 9T as well had the pop-up camera out at the top. They're very good. My wife has her um, uh, Xiaomi Mi 9T now for like two years, and it never fails. It works perfect. You don't even notice it's there. It pops up and down and it takes up none of the screen. I suppose it costs a few quid to make the, the little motor to push the camera up and down, and they, they can't be bothered. But uh, it is quite handy. 
Um, well, let's see what else. Fingerprint. Uh, Apple ceramic shield finish to prevents cracks and the camera lenses are sapphire. Uh, it's a beautiful phone. I think it's a huge step up from the curved side. So this this person on the verge is a big fan of them. Uh, the important spec outside of the camera system is the screen is the new A15 Bionic, Bionic processor, which is indeed fast. But as always with iPhones, the primary purpose of that speed is ensuring the power will still feel fast in years to come. So they try to, well, that's pretty good if they if they really do do that. Uh, I suppose uh, iPhone users do hold their phones a little longer than than um than android users uh because they do keep giving the old phones the software upgrades and things like that uh, making it seem faster than last year's device there are a bunch of camera features that seem to be enabled by the a15 however it'll also ju uh, just point out that the 13 pro model gets five gpu cores to the regular 13s four but the extra core doesn't seem to enable anything specific more than speed um Based storage still starts at 128 gig, but at the top tier, there's a new one terabyte option. That's a ridiculous amount of storage for a phone. It is, in fairness. Which, if you're planning on shooting a bunch of uh, ProRes video, then it might be something to actually consider. How much money is that going to cost? Uh, in terms of networking, Apple is focusing on expanding support for mid-band 5G, the kind that will actually matter more than the UWB version that's only really available on certain street corners also they're not they're not banking on the the proper 5g either they're, the americans are really using the crap uh 5g <laughs> the, the the poor 5g uh, all really means that in the us the 13 pro is ready for a 5g future that could come if carriers keep their promises they haven't so far but maybe next year as, as usual if you travel a lot you should keep an eye out for the bands available on the several variants that are sold in different regions. Finally, although it's a lost cause and it sounds like a broken record, I still believe that Apple should switch from uh, Lightning to the USB-C. Yeah, that's very true. They definitely should. Uh, Apple won't let Fortnite back on uh, iOS until Epic uh, versus Apple verdict is final. So there, there's a there's an argument going on between uh, the makers of Fortnite and Apple and uh it uh it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon uh google will let you check on advertisers campaign histories starting for us users in the coming months so what's that about there google will start giving users more information about who's running the ads they see uh the company is about about this ad menu will show basic information about advertisers as well as any other i suppose that's true all right sometimes there's nefarious reasons behind ads that they're not they're not advertising exactly what you think, and uh, so that's good that if they show if they give you a bit behind who's paying for the ad or something like that. I hope they do that. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. Monster comet falling towards the sun is bigger than a Martian moon, also known as Comet C 2014 or UN 271. The comet Bernaldini-Bernstein is set to get brighter in the coming years as it comes closer to Earth. Earlier this year, two astronomers discovered what could be the largest comet ever seen in the solar system while combing through data collected by the Dark Energy Survey. Now a new study shows the same scientist describes the beefy deep space monster, uh, monster as nearly spherical cow of comets. <laughs> The comet is catalogued as Comet, and I was saying the name, but it's also known as the Bernaldini-Bernstein for its discovery duo, Pedro and Gary. 
uh, bought from the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, early estimates put the comet as much as 125 miles wide, 200 kilometers wide. But the study, uh, which was submitted for publication by the Astrophysical Journalist Letters and posted on Monday in draft form on preprint repository, uh, puts it lightly closer to 93 miles. The size still implies a mass 10 times that of the, the comet Halley, uh, which came to be known as the Great Comet of 1997, or Hale Hale bop uh, which, uh, yeah, so astronomer Will, Will Greer put together a bunch of illustrations. Okay, so what's going to happen with it? Is it, I want to find out. Uh, some people may be more surprised to learn that this mega comet is much larger than Mars's largest moon. Um, it posts no threat to collide with Earth. Yeah, that's the main thing I want to know. <laughs> and send us all to the way of the dinosaurs. But it's currently headed into the solar system and will make its closest pass by the sun in 2031. Uh, it should put on quite a show for astronomers in the coming decade. In fact, it has already started to flaunt itself a bit. An apparent outburst and increase in brightness was reported by Las Cumbres Observatory la- uh, la- earlier this month. So they'll be keeping an eye on this new comet. Hopefully it won't be too, uh, it won't come next or near us. <laughs> and Netflix, the 52, 52 best shows to watch this week. How are you going to be able to watch 52 shows in a week? This is CNET. That's that's a lot. Um, what are they recommending? Monsters Inside, the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Uh, I haven't Midnight Mass. I haven't seen any of those shows. Blood and Water, Jailbirds, Ganglands. Um, yeah, what have I been watching recently? I can't even think what I've been watching. I've been watching America's Got Talent. I was catching up with it. Uh, the, the final was on the weekend, so the winner. It was very good. It was very competitive uh, this year, this year. Anyway, back to the the tech news. Uh, Technology Ireland calls for more supports in the budget. Uh, Technology Ireland, an IBEC group that represents the technology sector, said today that budget 2022 must recognise and support the technology sector as the primary engine in driving the country's recovery. Well, it has has helped to sustain us as everything was going on, hasn't it? Uh, Because we've had... um, Zoom and everything else has helped to sustain people working from home and keeping families in contact with each other. So uh, let's hope that they do. Um, let's hope that they do uh, keep it in mind in in the budget and sustain a strong network and uh, get get a uh, fiber to the home working in around the Castle West, <laughs> which I want. Uh, but our get well, I suppose uh, I was. Uh, well, I wonder what, how good is the 5G around Newcastle West. Uh, well, I must uh, actually top up my phone uh, pretty soon and see uh, what kind of speeds I get. Might just get a, like a GSM receiver and get rid of my Wi-Fi altogether and <laughs> just go uh, just go 5G. Um, so collectible non-fungible tokens rolling. I, I never 100% got them. Like you own the rights to a photo or to a video or to whatever it is. And I don't, I don't, I don't exactly understand what it's about. Uh, it might have seemed a long, short year ago when a company built a digital platform for basketball fans to buy and trade video highlights of NBA games that they could probably watch for free online. It was more bewildering uh, when some clips changed hands for tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is it like that you own this image and if someone else wants to use the image, they have to pay you kind of thing? You own the rights to it or something like that. 
uh, maybe. Uh, these highlights endorsed by the US National Basketball Association were sold as non-fungible tokens or NFTs. They're crypto assets which use blockchain to uh, authenticate their ownership, giving them a certain cachet and tradable value. Uh, the NBA's Top Shot platform has provided uh, has proved so popular that the crypto company behind it, Dapper Labs, uh, said to have raised 250 million and are now branching into soccer through a deal with Spain's elite La Liga division. So just like, oh, is that the reason that 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 Messi left Spain and everything because they wanted the teams wanted a part of that, and they wouldn't they weren't giving it to him they weren't uh, giving him a cut of the deal. So they said that that. It, it's weird the reason that you're getting the deal in the first place and uh that if they got they got rid of Messi because they I don't know, I don't know if there was something going on anyway. But someone was trying to explain to me one day and I I don't really watch soccer so I was kinda half listening to it. <laughs> but anyway, take nothing of what I just said <laughs> into into consideration. So just like some basketball fans have paid north of two hundred thousand for a video of a LeBron James slam dunk, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid enthusiasts will be able to own glorious goals by Karine Benzema or Luis Suarez. Uh, while the whole concept leaves many people baffled there is serious money behind it. Uh, Dapper Labs new investors include Singapore Wealth Fund GIC which joins the likes of Hedge Fund Coate A16Z and GV formerly Google Ventures in backing the three year old Vancouver based company the numbers tell their own tale uh, so that's, that's monthly sales went up 1.5 in December to 43.8 million in January that's a lot of money. It's definitely a big growing business for them. Uh, I don't 100% get it, but uh, that's uh, that's um, very interesting. Netflix buys Roald Dahl's works in the latest deal. The company did not, did not disclose the financial terms of the deal. Netflix has bought the works of Roald Dahl, including classics such as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Matilda, in its latest content deal, as the streaming service faces stiff competition from Disney Plus and HBO Max. The company did not disclose the financial terms of the deal, which will give it full access to Dahl's work as well as animated and live-action films. Uh, the deal expands Netflix's existing license agreement with Roald Dahl's story uh, to create animated series based on the author's books. Uh, struck in 2018, the agreement was reported to be amongst the biggest ever for kids programming at the time, worth between 500 million and 1 billion, according to a Hollywood report. I didn't realize how much work Dal had uh, that they could just. There was a whole massive library of stuff for them to buy. I suppose yeah, they have a lot of right. Uh, Matilda, the musical, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're working on a as part of the deal. Uh, Academy Award-winning director. Uh, Taika Watiki is already creating a series based on Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Uh, so that's very interesting. There's a lot of money involved there. Um, I'm actually going to have a slightly shorter show today, although we're still on nearly 40 minutes, so we're doing pretty okay. But uh, I was delayed uh, because of some technical issues. <laughs> I had a few things to fix. And um, yeah, the the... The, I had to restart this show a couple of times due to uh, a sound card giving me a bit of trouble, but it seems to be working quite well. But um, let's see which I'll choose for our last few stories. Samsung Watch 4 Classic. Uh, so there's new Samsung watches. I was talking these in previous weeks, but um, 
people have got their hands on them or have got them on their hands <laughs> more to be more accurate uh, and there's some reviews coming out while Apple continues to lead the way on the smartwatch front Samsung has been making good strides uh, in its own offerings the latest are the Galaxy Watch 4 and Watch 4 Classic which offer plenty of useful features uh, first thing you can say about the Watch 4 Classic is when you take it out of the packaging and you put it on that it looks and feels like a, like a watch yeah, that's true. Uh, a friend of mine has one of the Watch 3 classics. And it's it really, yeah, it's a fine solid kind of watch. So it's very good. Uh, has a round face, a rotating physical bezel, uh, only on the classic. And other one has a digital bezel. And a couple of push buttons on the right side. There are two sizes, uh, 44 and the 40 and 44. And in the classic, a 46 and 42. Um, the classic is made of stainless steel but it doesn't weigh too much and feels very comfortable to wear uh, available in black and silver uh, obviously though the 44 and 46 versions will be a bit larger in appearance and weight uh, the version we tried came with a silicone buckle strap in it but like most smartwatches there is a range of interchangeable straps available oh yes speaking of straps <laughs> I got the the uh, Realme uh, watch two pro and it's been great but i wanted to you know try a different type of strap try a different color strap or whatever bought a strap uh just the standard strap for it came out and it's smaller than the original strap and i use like the second last uh thing because i have quite big hands uh wrists and uh <laughs> i use the second large so i wouldn't even it wouldn't even uh, clip on at all it wouldn't work at all so it was short on both sides shorter so it was useless for me uh, so I luckily my sister has the same watch so she got a new strap for her watch um, covered in cornering Gorilla, Gorilla Glass DX it feels strong enough but at the same time is sensitive enough to the touch the device carries IP68 rating so you don't need to worry about dust and you can take it 5 meters deep underwater uh, the power and speed of the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 Classic wasn't a problem it's driven by Samsung's own uh, Exynos uh, W920 dual core processor. Yeah, so Samsung are really going into their own um, processors all the time. Now, uh, in Europe, you can't get the new Galaxies with a Snapdragon, only in America and uh, China, which is a big loss because there is some AI stuff and things in the new Snapdragon. As I was talking about with my new phone, which has the new Snapdragon 888, you can use some of the internal memory as RAM and things like that. And I, I'm nearly sure you can't do that with the Exynos. So there would be some stuff missing, but I suppose they want to do what Apple are doing and make it more um, suitable for their own device, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Purpose-built uh, processor for their for their devices. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I like, you know, I prefer, um, I prefer sometimes the specialist company that's that's that does nothing else, only making them. You know, it's like when it's like the reason that everyone, a, a lot of the phone companies buy Samsung screens for the phones because they do it better than anybody. Apple use Samsung screens and things uh, because they do a better job in it, and. Um, that's you know if 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 some companies started making their own they might do it as well as samsung could and samsung is doing their own uh processor so i'm not sure if they can do it as good as snapdragon but i uh, will see how people get on with them uh, coupled with a 1.5 gb of ram 
made for a smooth and quick user experience on the watch anyway. It mightn't be it mightn't be as bad with a watch anyway because it doesn't have as much to do. Although it has um it has the the full Google software and has its own software as well as far as I know. Uh, you can have multiple apps running simultaneously and you won't notice any major lags. Uh, the watch is loaded with 16 gig of internal storage which is a respectable enough amount for carrying music and apps with you. Um new feature on the watch which is operating is the operating system for this device samsung has ditched its own tizen and in, and embraced google's wear os oh, so that's good so it's gone gone away from the outside processor but using the outside software it's using google's wear os uh it's gone away from tizen um laid on top of a samsung developed skin one ui watch tree uh, so that's interesting what they're doing there. Uh, if you've used Samsung or Google devices in the past, it will feel pretty familiar and works well. And navigation is pretty straightforward and apps and features are accessible and controls simple uh, to get to grips with. Uh, features. The watch has many features uh, you'd usually expect from this type of wearable and more tricks up its sleeve. Um, it has GPS, uh, calorie. There's now a standard step calorie counter and built-in GPS tracking. It's pretty good at detecting automatically when you have started the workout. Uh, more than 90 exercises are supported. Uh, there's health monitoring features. Uh, aside from the heart rate monitor, the bioactive measure uh, sensor measures ECG in real time. So that's pretty good as well. That's a lot of the, the one I have now has blood oxygen and has um, a heart rate monitor, but it doesn't have ECG. So that's pretty good. You can check your blood pressure, but you'll have to connect it to a Samsung smartphone to do so. Blood oxygen levels can also be monitored through the watch. Newest feature is a body composition uh, that claims to be able to tell your body uh, fat percentage and skeletal muscle mass. They all work fine in so far that one can tell, but as manufacturers continue to add more and more of these health monitoring features, you begin to wonder what is their value. Sleep tracking is also available. You'll want to keep an eye on your... ZZZ in the article. Conclusion Samsung has done a credible job with the Galaxy Watch 4. It has a distinct look and feel of an actual watch, but with plenty of health and fitness tracking uh, features. Now, it's not cheap either. What's it? 379 euro for the 42 and 409 for the 46 millimeter. So it's a lot of money. Like, it does have a lot of features, in fairness, but I have maybe half or three quarters of those features uh for like 50 quid 55 quid uh for the real me watch but it doesn't have the wear os it doesn't have the actual google software built in but it connects with bluetooth it has its own app um the the real me link app and it tells you your sleep tracking blood pressure or not blood pressure um bpms and your blood oxygen sensor it can works with music i can play and pause and change songs turn the volume up and down um it has pretty much it has a nice screen it looks like an apple watch uh you can have your photo as the background of your main screen alarm weather stopwatch find my phone which is very handy um your breathing sleep spo2 workout as loads of different workouts alarm weather everything so it has it has a lot built into it for you know has three quarters of that for for 
a lot less money but maybe it's not a solidly built it's it's plastic frame all right and stuff but it feels nice and solid the screen is a good quality glass it's, it's nice and solid um so yeah it's up to yourself it depends on what kind of money you have to spend and things like that but um uh that's the that's our news for this week hope you've enjoyed tech thursday um uh, I'll be back with you again next week and I'll be giving those DVDs away. A reminder of that again, send in your questions, reception102 at gmail.com for a copy of the Dream Horse DVD uh, movie. Very nice movie. Tony Collette, Damien Lewis. Uh, it's based on an incredible true story of Dream Alliance. It was a horse bred on an allotment by a local community and went on to be a champion horse uh, born to win, as I say. Uh, so if you want a copy of Dream Horse, send in any tech-related question, anything, phones, um laptops anything anything uh, even just a general question i'd be more than happy the first two will get a copy of dream horse and i'll i'll name out the winners on next week's show uh thank you for listening i've been patrick sheehan this has been tech thursday i'll be back with you again next week you're listening to Bye-bye. tech thursday on west limerick 102 fm